0: Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Jonathan Javier, the CEO of One Salting, a company on a mission to turn underdogs into winners and bridge the gap between non-target schools slash non-traditional backgrounds to top companies. His motto is, just here to make an impact on the world. Jonathan's notable highlights today include having over 80,000 followers on LinkedIn. He's led over 170 workshops regarding all things LinkedIn and personal branding. He's a regular speaker for corporate companies including the likes of Google, LinkedIn, Tesla, Cisco, Lyft, Samsung and TEDx to name just a few. He's the youngest keynote speaker at the MENA ICT Forum, GPTW Summit LinkedIn Influencer Summit, LinkedIn Local, and much, much more. And if that's not enough, he also advises startup organizations and has featured on the likes of LinkedIn News, Raw News, and creates content and receives millions of reads and views monthly. So a very warm welcome, Jonathan.
1: Rob, thanks for having me. I'm super excited for this and looking forward to it.
0: No, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. But before we we dive into all your amazing achievements and everything you've done today, we do have a customary icebreaker question here on the Legally Speaking podcast, which is around suits as as our legal theme. So on the scale of one to 10, 10 being very real, how real would you rate the reality series suits in terms of its reality? And as a non-lawyer, feel free to take a wild stab in the dark.
1: Well, first off, I thought you were talking about suits, like wearing suits. I've never wore suits because I've been in tech for so long, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I personally, I haven't watched suits yet. Please, everybody, don't hate me. Don't turn off the podcast because I, I said this. But I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard such amazing things um, about it. So after this podcast, I'm going to go watch an episode. That's for sure.
0: There we go. So we'll put TBC on your rating. How about that? And then we'll... Uh... Uh,
1: good
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let we'll, we'll always like to start at the beginning with all of our guests. So tell us a bit about your family background and, and upbringing.
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm Jonathan. I graduated from UC Riverside, class of 2017. So not too long ago. Yeah, I grew up my I grew up from a Filipino background. My mom has been actually working for 40 plus years uh, as a nurse, and she's able to migrate here because she was a nurse. And he had nurses specifically uh, in Michigan, which was absolutely amazing. And then my dad, he is what I call an awesome person, of course, and he motivates me because he took care of the family while my mom's working. So yeah, my game was—you know—I was in middle school, went to high school, all boys school. High school at Saint John Bosco. I actually, played basketball, a lot of different sports there. And then when I got to UC Riverside, I was didn't know at first what I wanted to do in my career, but just through networking, reaching out to connections, all these different things, I was able to not only get into my career, but help thousands of others do the same, which we'll, of course, talk about today. And that's how I actually came up with, with One Salting, turning underdogs into winners, which is our mission. And hopefully, we'll be able to do that for everybody listening in today.
0: Absolutely. And before, I'm just keen to know a little bit more before One Salting. So, can you tell our listeners a bit about your career history before launching One Salting?
1: Yeah. So I wanted to work in big tech, specifically in the operations space for the longest time. But I always thought that I could never get there because of my background, specifically coming from a non target school or non traditional background. But I realized that the system doesn't teach us that it tells us to go apply to roles and you'll expect responses back when in fact you really don't sometimes. And that's when I utilized LinkedIn as best as I could. In order to get into companies and work at them like Snapchat, Google, and Cisco, just use LinkedIn for all of them, it didn't really apply to them. It's just all through LinkedIn. So the power of LinkedIn is definitely real. And that's what actually got me the speaking engagements that we spoke about in the beginning, just all through LinkedIn or getting reach outs, et cetera.
0: Yeah. And anyone who listens to the podcast knows week in, week out, I'm a massive fan of LinkedIn. And a lot of the guests we've had on the show have, have come as a result of that. And um, so it's something we're gonna talk a little bit more later on, but let, let's tell us more about One Salting then. What does it do and why did you decide to launch the business?
1: Yeah, so like I said before, One Salting's mission is to turn underdogs into winners. So helping those who come from these non-traditional backgrounds and then help people get into their dream careers. How it started was when I was at Google, I remember I was surrounded by people that didn't come from similar backgrounds as me. And I realized like, I was like, wow, like it was so hard to get into these big name companies. Why can't I make a simplified process for others to do the same just as I have? And that's when I started consulting when I was there. And then I kept scaling it kept growing it. It was just first an idea. So it was my birthday. And I was just like, okay, let me just go make something to help people. Cause I was doing workshops, but I was like, maybe, maybe I'll build a business out of it. And so that idea became into a business, and then into a full time job this past July, and I've been loving it every ever since.
0: Brilliant! And so, give us give us insight into to, to what a day looks like for for Jonathan. Talk us through what the role of the CEO at One Salting looks like, and and all the other initiatives. What do you get up to?
1: Yeah, so what I usually do, and this is why I love the life of an entrepreneur is. Before, when I was working in corporate, I woke up super early. I still wake up early, but, you know, I try to not have that many meetings before 10 a.m. Reason being is because I just try to read a book. I try to learn some Tagalog, which is some Filipino, which I've been learning. Um, I, I just try to be, like, wholesome, as they say. And what I'll do is I'll actually work out in the morning. That's the first thing I do, work out, because that's like a jolt to my day. So I'll work out. And then I'll go check some emails in regards to our team, see how our team is doing with XYZ. I love my team. My team is absolutely amazing. We have, I think, 12 people now, um, and they crush it. They crush it in their roles. And I just check in on them, make sure that they're doing okay. I lead them and I guide them in regards to what needs to be done. And then I have some meetings with different clients that so work with them one-on-one. And then sometimes I also have podcasts like these and workshops too. So it's a lot in a day and I just love it. And another thing as well, fun fact, I do intermittent fasting because people always wonder, how do you eat? I do intermittent fasting. So I don't eat till like 12 and then I'll stop eating at like seven. And that's what actually lost me 30 pounds in the past year.
0: And I, I love that. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm similar in some respects with the, the intermittent fasting because I actually find Sometimes, you know, when I'm so busy and having things on the go, it actually works really well for me. And yeah, because I don't get to train as much as I'd like to, I still train. It's actually helped me in terms of kind of not putting on too much weight, particularly during this whole
1: lockdown experience. So and I was us- going to say, you sometimes accidentally do it because you're yeah. like, oh my God, wait, it's, it's 1 p.m. I have to go eat now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blurs. It's a blur. The day of the life of an entrepreneur. But tell us more about the mentoring work for, for one salting mentees.
1: Yeah, so in the beginning, I, I mentored students who I believed came from not, of course, they came from non-traditional backgrounds, non-target schools, as they say, too, as well. And I brought people under my wing that I thought had amazing potential. They just need some guidance in regards to getting into their careers. And so I helped them throughout all the different processes, which I talk a lot about in our in our course, but like, it's just called the recruiting cycle, because there's so many parts of recruiting whether it's in regards to what do you want to do, finding a dream job. It's how do you create your resume? How do you crush your interviews? How do you proactively and reactively network? How do you negotiate salary? So I walked them all through in regards to uh, how the process works and was able to get each and every one of them into the company that they aspire to get into, whether it was Google, Amazon, Facebook, you name it, they've been there. And it's all just by utilizing LinkedIn, building that personal brand and most of all, just being your authentic self. I think a lot of people will go and reach out to others and try to be something different when, in fact, you should reach out to others and provide value to them instead of you trying to be transactional, right? So I taught them the ways, and that mentorship program has been growing, and we're going to be launching a, a new program soon. Um, hopefully, it'll be launched once this is released.
0: Ah, exciting. We can't wait for it. And it's great you touched on that point because you've helped job seekers secure across a whole range of different industries from tech, accounting, banking, I'm assuming some legal in there as well. So, you know, it's great that um, you're able to do that. And yeah, some of the firms and and companies you mentioned, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, absolutely fantastic. You know, what would you say to people maybe from a, a more legal or accounting banking background? Is there any themes for those sort of up-and-coming individuals that you would give us some key piece of advice?
1: Yeah, what I'd say is, of course, people always stress networking is key, but I'm not going to just say that's super basic advice. <laughs> what I would say is go on LinkedIn, uh, especially if you're in banking, accounting, legal. And what I would do is there's three different ways you can do it. Number one, you can reach out to alumni, which most people say, but then sometimes people are like, oh, there's no alumni that go to my school or that come from my school that work at these companies, Right. So another thing you have to do is finding common ground with these people. So what I say is finding organizations that you are part of at school or in the university that you're attending, et cetera, and reaching out to those people. And how you can do that is literally just search whatever organization it is. That's a second part. And the third part is very silly. I mentioned this a lot, but I did this when I was trying to network with people at Snapchat, Google, Cisco. I would search my first name or my last name and then search the company, whatever company I was interested in. And there'd be a bunch of people would pop up and I'd literally reach out to them saying, hey, I saw you have the same name as me. Let's connect. I'm serious. It works. It works because like, for example, Robert, there's probably a bunch of people at Facebook named Robert. And no one's ever going to probably get that message. But imagine you being that one person. But you see what I mean? So the moral of the story is building that common ground. At the end of the day, all of us have common ground, which is specifically we're all human beings, but you just go a little bit deeper. And if you're able to do that and reach out to someone to make a genuine connection, rather than just getting a job, you'll see that it truly changes your perspective and how you conversate.
0: Yeah. And I I love everything that you're saying there. It it mirrors a lot of things that we, we, we talk about here on the show, particularly around that authenticity, always being authentic. And then also flipping that, you know, I have the expression, rapport wins the war. You've got to find that commonality with people to kind of spark that conversation, build that relationship. And there's so much advice and there's so much information out there. There's no excuse for being lazy. You can find all of this and then you can go out there and and execute it. I want to kind of put you back onto your your entrepreneurial kind of advisory hat because you are a strategic advisor to lots of startups. And there'll be a lot of people listening to this, particularly interested in legal tech startups. That's an emerging market and it's becoming fast paced out there. What sort of things or advice would you give to people maybe looking to try and start a startup, particularly in those types of industries?
1: Yeah, I'd say two things. Number one, uh, be an entrepreneur. I think entrepreneur is awesome because. What I did was like when I worked at Snap, Google, and Cisco, I just thought about how how are these companies successful and how can I implement it into my own company? So if you are trying to start your own tech startup or whatever it is, join a company that is successful and think about how you can apply it to your own company, because if you mirror it in your own unique and niche way, it'll, of course, be successful as long as you keep it going. So that's what I'd recommend for the first part, because like they say, ninety. percent percent of businesses fail, but I think 90% of businesses fail because they just go into entrepreneurship and then I'm like, okay, let's just try it out and see how it works. You know, people are out there willing to help and resources are out there, which leads to my second part. Go reach out to people who are in your field, who are in your niche, that are doing what you want to do in the future. Reach out to them and be like, hey, Robert, I'd love to chat sometime. I love your story of how you started your own company. I'm thinking of starting my own. I'd love to learn from you. I'm telling you, people are more willing to respond to you back nowadays, especially during these times when there's a lot of positions being foreclosed and laid off. So what I always say is just ask people for help. If you never ask, you never know. And if you never ask, the answer is always no. So the best thing that you can do is ask. And the worst thing that can happen is you don't respond. But the best thing that can happen, of course, is you get a response and you're able to start your own company and derive off it. Yeah, love that.
0: And yeah, exactly. You know, rejection is just one step closer to another, you know, positive opportunity that's going to happen. So yeah, I love everything that you say around that. I I guess just on the theme of authenticity, you know, myself as an entrepreneur, yourself as an entrepreneur, it's not straightforward. And I think it's always good for our listeners to kind of maybe hear a little bit about maybe some of the biggest challenges you've had in your career today. And what was maybe the biggest mistake that you've made or some of the biggest mistakes you've made that's enabled you to learn from those and actually ended up benefiting you in the long run from those bad experiences?
1: Yeah, so I would say, well, for those who are applying roles, like if you apply the roles, that's fine. But the thing is, guess who else is applying the roles? Everybody else, right? So you gotta make sure, especially when you're going into a recruiting cycle or you're, or you're going for a role, You are ultimately standing out and being different. So what I tell people all the time is, think of this question. How am I going to be different than everybody else? I think that is very, very important, especially uh, when you're going through that recruiting cycle. Another thing as well is I would say that, especially when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have your ups and downs. When you have your downs, there's always going to be an upside to it. So what I say all the time is rejection is redirection. And if you have one step back, there's always nine steps forward. Example is we made it to the final round of Forbes 30 under 30 for consulting. I don't know how how we made it. We have no VC funding at all. I don't know how we made it. We didn't get it. Just totally fine. It was about two weeks ago. And then after that, I just got super motivated. I was like, okay, let me just go do something out there and make more impact on the world. And yeah, it just motivated me to be even better than I was, not only for myself, but for others. So use that intrinsic motivation if you have failures in your life to keep on going. Remember that you never fail if you never stop trying.
0: Yeah, and I, I can't agree more with, with with everything that you're saying. Once again, it's, it's it's really killer advice that I would accept. You know, get people and really enlist people to listen to that and really deeply think about it because it's so so true. You can't fail if you keep keep going. With the current climate, you know, we're in COVID times. It's a different world. We've had to adjust this year and you know into into next year as well. You know, what a is the one key piece of advice that maybe you wouldn't have given before. That you would give now in light of the current kind of COVID world to a job seeker? Um, yeah,
1: currently? Yeah, what I'd say is people think that there are not opportunities out there, but there are opportunities out there. You just have to go find them. So, what I'd say is, of course, be networking with professionals who you specifically want to network with, but work at companies you're interested in. Try to get on coffee chats with them. A lot more are willing to get on coffee chats because they're sitting at home, like me, on a chair, looking at a computer all day. They want to get out of that work environment and just speak to someone sometimes. And you give them the opportunity to give back, which is basically mentoring you and helping you in your career. So what i say is that part, number one. Number two, remember that everything is virtual. Attend virtual events. Look up virtual events on Google. Check them out. Go see what exactly you want to attend. There's a, there's events in regards to legal. There's events in regards to tech. There's so many virtual events out there that you can now attend that you wouldn't be able to before because they were in person. Attend them. Go network with people and find people that could be great mentors and ultimately champions.
0: Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more once, once again. That's really good advice. And we've talked... Um... Briefly, throughout around LinkedIn, Um, because LinkedIn is massive, and I believe it's a great social media platform, particularly for lawyers in our sort of world. It can give real benefit; they can get real benefit from it. But what tips would you offer um, in your talks to people around LinkedIn or or, or personal branding? What what are some of your top tips for for that? Because I think in the legal sector, there's a real hesitation to embrace the platform, and I think they're missing a trick.
1: Yeah. So what I'd say is for LinkedIn. Build your brand off other people's brand. Why I say this is I personally didn't do this, but I noticed for some people who have grown a lot, they do this. So what you'll do is you'll go find people specifically in your niche or in your field, let's just say legal, and you'll go find the top people in that field and you'll go engage with their stuff. You'll go comment on their things. You'll comment something super insightful. It's kind of like the Gary Vee strategy, the $1. eighty strategy. Comment on those things because then you build a personal brand around them and they're like, Who's this person, Robert? Who's this person, Jonathan? And then they're like, oh, this person's illegal too? Let me go connect with them. That is how you build your brand exponentially, especially on LinkedIn. Another part is creating content. Creating content is so important. I talk about this in my, my course, but reactive recreating occurs when you create content. It's like I'm a job at Cisco. If you're creating content, tailored towards your niche or the field you're interested in, Imagine a recruiter already knowing who you are based off your post, and based on those, they make an educated decision on whether or not to hire you. Always think of that because like I said before, how are you going to be different than everybody else? And that difference is that personal brand.
0: Yeah. And again, I think that's really sage advice. And what I'm gleaming from that is as well, it's around the ecosystem. The more you put into the ecosystem and your networks, the more you'll get out from it. So if you positively go and engage and really insightful, because I think certain people, you know, on the second point around content creation, they may think I've got brain fleas. It doesn't come to me naturally. Well, the great first step is comment, you know, you can jump in with some really killer comments that can make you stand out. So yeah, absolutely love everything about that. And we were saying just uh, off air before we, we jumped on as well about other social media platforms. And another one that I've I've been watching closely for some time now, TikTok. So do you want to just talk about the uh, brief TikTok experience you've had within the last 24 hours?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's been great. So my first time about the Forbes rejection, so I was like, all right, let me just get on TikTok and see what we can do crazy, but we actually hit 64k followers, 65,000 followers on TikTok in six days, which is absolutely insane. So it's about a 10, 11k per day. And it's been insane growth because we just been trying to provide value as best as we can. And yesterday got featured on Yahoo News super randomly, because there's a TikTok that I made that people were talking about and arguing about in the comments, whether or not uh, they, they would do this or not is, is about resumes and people were arguing it and, and young news picked it up which is kind of funny so power of tiktok is definitely real um it, it gets you a segment of users specifically in gen z that you wouldn't get uh i think it, it's great to grow your personal brand and grow content that's very quick get satisfying and i've just been able to grow immensely on it and just thankful just honestly thankful to provide value to others and help
0: yeah, no, absolutely. And is there any, any sort of final comments you would say to people who might be struggling at the moment with regards to you know finding that role or pushing on in their career? Is there any sort of you know final comments you would say to, 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 to maybe give them an uplifted, more positive outlook on things?
1: Yeah, three things. Number one, positivity comes from people you associate with and friends. So make sure your five closest friends really do reflect who you are and have a positive manner. I think what happened when my career in the beginning, I was also people would be negative and be like, Oh man, I don't like my job, whatever. Right. But if you're with people who are very positive, that in turn makes you very positive too, as well. So I'd say that first part. The second part is don't be afraid to reach out to people. The worst thing that can happen is they don't respond. But the thing is, do you focus on the people who don't respond or do you focus on that one person who does? It's the latter. So make sure to focus on that. And last but not least, you only need one yes, the power of one yes. I think it's very important. In life, you only need one job. You only need one career. You only need one person to believe in you. You only need one specific person to mentor you to get you into your career. Always remember there's going to be, maybe there'll be 99 99 failures. Maybe there'll be 99 people who don't message you back. There'll be that one person who will message you back. And hopefully one of those people will be myself or Robert here. So I'd say my last any piece of advice.
0: Brilliant. Well, thanks so so much for that, Jonathan. I'm sure you will inspire a lot more new followers off the back of our discussion today. But if people do want to follow or get in touch with you about anything that we've discussed today, what's the? Uh, I'm pretty much I can sure I can guess, but what's the best way for them to do that? And feel free to shout out any website or relevant social media links. Uh, I will also share them with this episode as well.
1: Yeah. So definitely add me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Javier. On my Instagram is Jonathan Words of Wisdom. I've been utilizing that more. Feach out to my Instagram. I get a lot of LinkedIn messages. So, Juan <laughs> Wonsulting, of, of course, check us out on LinkedIn and TikTok. We have a lot of amazing videos that are free resources too. Um, we also have a course that we have that specifically talks about the recruiting cycle. It's basically what I say. It's all you need to get a job. And at the end of the day, you usually will get a job from there. I haven't seen anybody not get a job from there. So I'd say that. And then last but not least, definitely stay in touch with me. I'm super happy to help in any way. And what I say is if you listen to this, make a LinkedIn post. Maybe it's your first post. Maybe it's your 20th post. I don't know. Make a LinkedIn post about our conversation. Tag Rob and I. To talk about your takeaways if you haven't. What's going to happen is when like and comment on it, I hope that we're going to see it. And then you can be able to network with our followers too as well. So that's how you build personal brand. And that's how I hope I can help you. Yeah, I love that.
0: Thank you so, so much, Jonathan. It's been a real pleasure having you on the Legally Speaking podcast. Um, but from all of us on the show, wishing you lots of continued success with your career and various initiatives. But for now, over and out. Thanks, Rob.